0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Okay, here's what I want. soon as the music comes up, I want you to hit me with a spotlight.
2: Bam!
3: And a hard spot. Better yet, do you have those spotlights that come up from the ground? Like in pride fighting? I can check. Okay, so two of those, one on each side and then one in the center, so that it casts my shadow behind me like a giant looking over his own shoulder. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two,
4: three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! So, Pascal, what's
5: up?
6: All these years, I've kept my secrets, but the time has come to face my past.
5: Oh, he is so white. All
6: right, guys, I'm a podcast listener, and I was listening to the podcast. While I, was I had to pause it to ask this
4: question.
2: How are you guys on the radio?
4: Hey, Amen, brother. Angry yelling
6: is the voice of reason. And now,
2: it was the third of
6: June,
5: our feature
1: presentation.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that works for you? I love it. Okay. Morning, Buddy Brand new Kevin Abincho. It's uh, Monday morning, the 3rd of June.
1: What's up, Stone Cold Losers? Mm.
7: Oh, that that's
1: is usually not that mean. Yeah. Mm. I've decided I'm going to uh, follow the lead of our president and start insulting every room I'm getting ready to walk into immediately before I walk into the room.
7: I think that's a solid plan. It's quite disarming.
1: Stone Cold Losers. Yeah. And and Allie, you're nasty.
8: Oh, Miss McCafe. <laughs> Never mind. All right, <laughs> 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 I didn't say it. I didn't okay. call you nasty. Oh, no, I, I didn't call like you
1: nasty. We have a recording of it, though. Uh, but I didn't say it. It's fake news. Mm. It's fake news. And I see what you're doing. You it hey, I was in uh, the Canada over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was a confirmation bias or not, but
8: Canadians are so nice. Oh, that, wow, that's quite a take. Huh? That is a uh, real leap. Wow. You are on a limb, and I don't know if it's safe. You're going
1: to
6: go against everyone else and say that they're nice.
8: I said
1: I don't know if it was confirmation bias, meaning I have always heard they were nice and expected them to be nice and therefore saw nice everywhere I looked. But I'm telling you, to a person, they couldn't have been any sweeter.
7: You were welcomed, though uh, much older than the common fan of Billie Eilish
1: is what you're alluding to. Uh, no, I was getting a lot of creeper looks at the Billy Eilish concert, I'll <laughs> well, tell you. Uh, I was uh, older than their grandparents, the average uh, age of the fan. But here that's not my point. We'll talk about that later. My point is they were super, super nice in Canada. Every right. person Okay, I met. all right. Super friendly. Right. And then I came across this, which is the most interesting article in the world to me. So I'm going to see how much of this I can get out before you guys turn off my mic because... I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to get the same joy out of this as I am. Yep, it's already starting. I think the mic's already. Come on, I haven't even yet. How one one of Canada's coldest cities became the Slurpee capital of the world (laughs) is the article. I'm interested. Thank you, Allie. In a million years, would you ever have guessed that Winnipeg, Canada, sells more Slurpees per capita than any city in the world?
8: No, I would think somewhere not, you know, a frozen tundra (laughs) would sell more Slurpees. I I didn't
6: even
1: think that they would judge that, put that in a category.
8: Oh, I'd hope they would.
1: Not only have they put it in a category, but in 2018, Last year, 7-Eleven named Winnipeg the slurpy capital of the world for the 19th year in a row.
2: Wow.
1: And Allie is not lying about the weather. If you don't know where Winnipeg is, it's hundreds of miles north of Duluth, Minnesota. It deep deep into Manitoba, all right, where it gets down below zero for months at a time. The snow starts in oct- October and doesn't end until April. They only sell 40% of the year's Slurpees during the summertime, though. The other 60% is during the rest of the year. What? what? Wait, who is the, who's the person buying all of them? Right. I think it may be more than one. Um,
8: People, wouldn't that be funny if it was
1: just
6: one? Just one guy, <laughs>
8: yeah. nineteen years in a row. Another one. Another one. Yeah. Keep them
1: coming, Slurpy Steve. <laughs> there are uh, there's a street in Winnipeg named Slurpy Way. There are Winnipeggers who sport Slurpy tattoos. There are buy-and-sell groups that sell commercial-grade slurpy machines if you want to put one in your own home. What is happening? Wow. There are handmade Slurpee koozies that are made and yes. sold. Well, mm-hmm. you'd
8: have to have a slurpy koozie or your hand would just be frozen. Right? Yeah. yeah
1: but you're you not think- even thinking about the tongue.
8: I'm not. Now I am.
1: <laughs> I need that clip, please, immediately, Chip. For 7-Eleven's annual Bring Your Own Cup event, which they have here in America as well, Winnipeggers have filled milk jugs, crock pots, fish bowls, rubber boots, and kiddie pools full of the, the frozen drink. Wow. <laughs> Imagine walking into a 7-Eleven with a kiddie pool and saying, give me all the slurpy you got. Um, It's a point of city pride there. It's something kids grab after sporting events, teenagers bring to the beach on hot summer days. Um, they bring them to weddings. Apparently, they are good luck to bring to women in maternity wards. <laughs> this is, this this is too much. It's, it's fake, right? Much. It's insanity. You're in the hospital getting ready to give, have a baby, and they're bringing you Slurpees. Guy do opens they, the door just goes, Slurpee.
8: <laughs> do they have the same flavors that we do, or do they one-up their Slurpees?
1: No, no, they do have the same. They have the, It's exactly the same as here. Um, huh. the, the most popular flavor in Winnipeg? Lime. All right. Lime Lime? Slurpee. Lime? First 7-Eleven... By the way, that's a gross Slurpee. Yeah, it is. It's not the best. Well, I mean, they're selling them all, but uh, Lime is the most popular. First 7-Eleven store opened in Winnipeg in March of 1970. They've been slugging Slurpees ever since. So, there you go. How does
6: something like that come about? Like, who notices who...
1: Great
7: the 7 corporate office. We are
1: sending Probably. a lot of Slurpees to Winnipeg. <laughs> this is a problem. But how did it catch on with other Winnipegians? Like, how did people go, how did people turn it into a family event? You know what I mean? Like, this is what you need at all of your parties. Yeah, that's weird. This is what you need at your wedding. This is what you need when your baby is born. Do you think I anyone
7: would- is streaming us in Winnipeg?
1: I hope so. I'd like, to, I'd like to think we have a large uh, audience there.
8: <laughs> I feel like we do have a couple tweets come in from Winnipeg every now and then. Because I'm okay. always like, how are the Jets?
1: <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> All right, one more fun fact just to push it. And that is that I did not know until today uh, that Winnie the Pooh was named after Winnipeg. Canada. Did you guys know that? No. I did not. The brown, the black bear excuse me, that A.A. Milne, the author of Winnie the Pooh, fell in love with at the London Zoo was named Winnie because he had come from Winnipeg. Thank you,
2: Mr. Know-it-all. And
1: that's why Winnie the Pooh is named Winnie. I guess it could have been named Slurpee. Could it could have been if he'd been made it later in life, it would have been named Slurpee.
8: It wouldn't have been named yeah, Slurpee. Yeah, they, they probably wouldn't have some yeah. legal issues. Yeah. Kids wouldn't be like, Oh, look at my <laughs> Slurpee. Mama, I want to sleep with Slurpee. <laughs> Slurpee the poo. <laughs> no one wants it. Slurpee Slurpee the the
3: poo.
1: poo. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's a bunch of Canadian fun facts for you. By the way,
3: that
8: was
6: beans. Fun
1: facts. Super nice people up there in Canada too. Yeah, yeah Never heard, heard
6: that. that. Uh let's talk about today's Kevin and Show, shall we? Kevin, to me, is my uh, brother in faith.
8: (laughs) Oh, that is so nice.
6: That is nice, isn't it? Uh, Monday morning's Bean Great News. Bean has been talking for, I don't know, a week about how excited he is about a movie about a dictionary. (laughs) Very
1: excited. (laughs) About a dictionary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chip, you missed it. You should go back on vacation. I missed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Not only was I excited about it, I watched it and loved it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, really. Yeah,
8: uh, I'd get out of here. Leave,
1: please. Mm -hmm. Kevin wouldn't even watch the font movie last year that I was all over.
8: Oh, (laughs) no. Is that a thing?
7: Yeah, Helvetica. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get him to watch Helvetica. It was so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: don't blame her. Now now he's out of my Oxford English Dictionary movie, too. Kevin Who watches a movie about font? A lot of people. look. No! I blacked that out. They made a movie about fonts. (laughs) Right. For God's sake. So clearly there's interest in it. Mm. Nobody's going to finance that if they don't think there's an audience for it.
8: Mm. There's no audience!
1: (laughs) She came back for that. There's no audience.
7: Some real font
1: heads. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also have uh, Slagman
6: Mondays.
2: Yeah.
6: Very excited about that. He's back. Good man. Got to talk to uh, Brian Henson this morning. Mm -hmm. (gasps) We are going to talk to Fred Durst this morning.
2: Yes.
1: (gasps) big day. Trying to lock in uh, Weenie Rose biscuit for Weenie Rose. Yeah, he was on our Instagram commenting. So yeah, he we'll knows see. he knows there are a lot of people very very excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we're Chip, you call- were out last week, but um, we got Fred on the phone and he said he think about it. So, oh, trust me, Chip knows.
6: Fingers oh, I know. I
9: just- came back to make sure it happens today. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Even at the risk of listening to Beans' obsession with a movie about a dictionary. Y- yeah. Okay, and Eric Stone Street will join us in studio. Love him. Love him so much. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next.
3: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
1: Allie is here. It's time for our first look at what's happening. I'm sure we missed a lot of cool stuff over the weekend.
8: Well, you, you know what you didn't miss? Winning the Mega Millions jackpot. Because no one won it. Yay! That means the drawing on Tuesday, June 4th. Mm-hmm. That's tomorrow. Is... Four hundred and seventy five million dollars. All right. And that's a cash option of I mean, a paltry three hundred and seven million if you take it. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. You guys. I didn't uh I didn't buy a mega millions ticket, mm-hmm. but I did buy a Powerball ticket. Yeah. And then realized I don't live in North Carolina, so I didn't win.
8: Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. won. One ticket in North Carolina. Yeah. But I wasn't even gonna bring it up because who cares? Mega <laughs> millions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Four hundred and seventy five yes, million. This is what it's about. Yeah. Should we all buy one? Sure. Go in as a, as a show? As a squad? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
7: Rather not use the word squad.
8: Yeah, I went with show, <laughs> but, you know, you went with squad.
1: Squad, squad goals. Squad <laughs> goals. Where we all win. <laughs> Jensen, would you keep this job if you won the big money? No.
8: <laughs> Didn't even have to think no. about it. Just no. Just
1: boom. No. Um, s- uh, Allie? No. Hell no, right? No. Kevin
6: always claims he would. I mean, I... Th- I think so but I would have a terrible attitude yeah because okay. I would just go
1: what fire me okay yeah yeah." yeah. Kevin be coming in I'd around say. 8.50 evening. yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you gonna do <laughs> Chip how about you oh hell no hell no you wouldn't quit
6: no I, I wouldn't stay
1: no you wouldn't stay okay. yeah
8: how about you Bean
1: well I think oh, we hell no okay. yeah. I'm right. quitting anyway I haven't, even, <laughs> I haven't even won
8: we're lucky you're still here <laughs> Guys, uh, not a huge uh, weekend at the box office. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, did take first place at the box office with forty nine million. In comparison, um, the twenty fourteen Godzilla grossed ninety three million in its whoa, opening weekend. Yeah, they were,
7: ca- they were calling this a failure.
8: Well, it's a it's a pretty good failure um, when it costs one hundred and seventy million Oof, to make and whoa. you barely make fifty in the first.
1: Kevin, did you see it? I assume you did. I did not. Huh?
6: Wow.
8: It's so, so many louds. I know.
6: I was looking forward to it. Didn't have time. Okay. You have a busy life, you know?
8: Yeah, you're busy. Right? Got mm-hmm.
6: some- Places to go and people to, you know, stuff.
8: People to stuff. Uh-huh? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. It's a totally the, different week. In region. the trunks of cars? <laughs> oh, you went murder. Wow. I went, okay. Oh, I see. We're, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah.
6: I well, like how much better than the trunk. You were afterwards, Allie, So they sure, don't talk.
8: Sure, sure. Aladdin finished a close second with forty-two point three million. That's
2: the first one.
8: That was uh, Godzilla. Uh, Rocket Man was third with a projected opening of twenty-five million. Uh, Again. That's Godzilla. It was Godzilla. Two to go. uh, Ma grossed eighteen point three million Ooh. for fourth, which is on par with its projected opening of twenty million. And then rounding out the weekend's top five was John Wick: Chapter Three Parabellum, which grossed another eleven million, bringing its total take to about one hundred and twenty-five million domestically. All right, not bad. I saw very... Ma.
7: Did you? Oh, you did. I did. It was very fun. How is it? Yeah,
8: it's fun. It's, so... it's fun. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It wasn't scary.
7: Um, I would say it's more creepy, and then it has sort of one scene that's uh, torturous, Oh. but not really. No, not like a whole lot of jumping. No, okay. it's just fun. Cool. I just I didn't see that as fun. I, I didn't. Never I don't put know. That it's like in
8: the top twenty things to call it. It's
7: right. a movie where in the theater you're like, don't
8: go in there. Like <laughs> right. it's like you a know, campy. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. I don't hate it.
1: And, and uh, Octavia Spencer makes every movie great. she
7: she oh, rules.
8: Is yeah. So yeah. good. She is so good. By the way, uh, talking about John Wick, any of you watch? Always be my maybe this weekend. Mm-mm,
2: mm-mm.
7: It
8: had Keanu Reeves first mm-hmm. of all, but it's um, Randall Park. Randall Park, Ali Wong.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: It was a goddamn delight.
1: I hear it's
7: wonderful.
8: It was so cute, so sweet, and I'm going to tell you right now, Keanu improving those lines might be his best role to date. He was so good in it. I'm telling you right now. Go to Netflix right now. Well, listen well, to no, the show. Listen to the show. Right, and right. then go and watch. Almost, or always be my maybe.
1: Super uh, cute. This keanu is really happening,
7: man.
8: It's happening. Keanu-wave,
7: I'm calling it. Keanu-wave.
8: Mm. 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 Okay, we'll oh, go no. with
7: whatever you said, B.
8: <laughs> I don't know if keanu is it either. We'll have but... to workshop it. Yeah. We'll come up with something. Yeah, we'll come up with something for sure. All right, that was fun, you guys. <laughs> Some birthdays for you Imogen Poots, Rafael Nadal, and one of the best laughers on all of television. There he is Anderson Cooper. We should just let him laugh.
6: This is real on CNN.
1: He
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just couldn't stop. And it was 9 11,
2: too. That was, it was yeah. not 9/11. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Maybe he was looking at CNN's ratings.
7: Oh, what are you, Donald Trump? Oh, wow,
8: in? I'm just saying they are in the toilet. Yeah. They are not good. Like they are so on the bottom. It's bad across the board. That network, Jeff Zucker, really tanked. That network is something, and that's what's happening.
3: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock.
8: Hey guys, uh, I had a, a wonderful uh,
1: weekend. Uh, I was uh, uh, crippled with anxiety on Saturday. I almost called the whole thing off. I didn't think I could leave my house, but I did it for Billy Eilish. Through it and drove to Vancouver, BC, mm-hmm. for Billy Eilish. And let me say a word about uh, Billy Eilish before I tell you the thing that I did in Canada that got me in so much trouble with my wife. Oh, no. oh no! Um, we've seen her before. She played the acoustic Christmas, mm-hmm. or it was, whichever one it was, and you know what a captivating performer she is. Yep. And I, uh, I mean, I even, uh, I tweeted, Kevin, I don't know if you, oh, that's right, you don't follow me. I said, uh, when I was 17, I was throwing rocks at my neighbor, Robbie Joyner, and Billie Eilish is ruling the world. She had this audience in the palm of her hand from the second she stepped out on stage. These kids, and it's predominantly a young female audience, they adore her so much. Yeah. And it was like that at I, Coachella as well. It's just massive. massive. Just crazy. They sing every single word to every single song. Which I don't think I've seen very many shows where that's the case. There's a as loud as she is. And I think that they, I mean, very rarely does an artist come along where a generation just identifies so much with them that it's like, well, I mean, she's one of them, yeah, essentially, yeah. because she's freaking 17 years old. But it was a a great show, and I don't know if tickets are still available. If you get the chance to see her at the Greek when she's there in July, you should definitely check it out. I'm just surprised you went, first of all. I am surprised (laughs) I went as well. Like I said, I came very nearly uh, to to calling it off, but I'm so glad that I did and I had such a great time. And By the way, I also felt like, and we've all had these moments if we're lucky enough to go to shows, where you go, this is the last time I'm ever going to see a person in a venue this small. This was a tiny little outdoor amphitheater. That was about 3,000 people. All right. And she's playing the Greek when she comes to L.A. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, those she, I kinds... think she
8: sold out, two at the shrine before that, too.
1: Yeah. These are the kind... I mean, so I got very, very lucky to see her See her at such a Who small went venue. with you? Who was your plus one? I mean, I... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, technically, I, was, I went by myself. Oh. I was just... And by the way, I know you guys were giving me a hard time on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> you guys were giving me a hard time on Friday about it being creepy to go. I mean, I went legitimately as a fan because I love Billy's music. I mean, it's my favorite album of the year. Right. That's the only reason I was there. But also, you're inherently creepy. I'm
7: not that creepy helps. at all. Both. Yeah. Oh, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not, hold on. You're not creepy? Uh, no, can you I'm can not. bring up my, my cute? Late night for daddy. Just reminding you that that's something you said <laughs> you and that, that it sounded it sounded like yeah. you were maybe Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: But I will tell you at one point as I was standing there in a sea of largely teenage girls that there was one moment where a girl turned around and saw that I was there and then nudged her friend and kind of did the head back, you gotta, you got to see this guy. You're Check not out gonna, how old this guy you're is. Not gonna, I mean, I felt like Ruben there in this crowd. I was <laughs> Ruben, right? <laughs> So she was trying to be, you know, the, her friend was trying to be subtle about it, but she clearly turned around and looked at me to see the freak show that her friend was tipping her <laughs> off to. Okay, Anderson, it wasn't that funny. But, I mean, I was by far the oldest person there.
5: I'm going to just keep it a bean.
1: <laughs> so I decided, uh, I stayed in a hotel in downtown, and I decided, you know, unfamiliar city, maybe coming back at night. I, I already parked at the hotel. I'm just going to cab it over there, right? No okay. Uber in Vancouver, by the way. So I'm just going to cab it over there. So I got a cab over there. And as they dropped me off, I said to the dude, I said, when the show gets out, how, how do I find a cab? Should I, should I call you? Is there a, a you know a number? What should I do? Or is there a place where cabs is gonna be, are going to be? And he said, no problem. A, a big event like this, there's going to be a line of cabs. Mm-hmm. When you get out of this concert, man, you're going to be able to barely walk across the street. There are going to be so many taxi cabs. Every taxi cab in town knows this concert is happening. They're all going to be here. Did you he can't... mention that there are a lot of people at the concert that are going to want a cab? <laughs> he did not mention okay. that, but I think that was implied. And that's why the cabs were all going to go attracted, you know, like, be, you know, uh, bees to flowers. They're going to be there because they know, put that in the file, because they know <laughs> people I are really good. looking for cabs. right? Uh-huh. So fast forward, I think you know exactly where this is headed. Sure. sure. So I get out of the concert. There's not a goddamn cab to be seen in the entire province of British Columbia. There's oh. nothing. Were there a lot of moms picking up their kids? Yes. <laughs> that's all there were is a. That's all there were is a row of moms waiting to pick up their kids. Absolutely. And I thought <laughs> about you asking one of them, and wait for a ride. mom, yeah, with your little <laughs> backpack.
7: Hey, hey is <laughs> anyone going near my hotel? At a really large Billie <laughs> Eilish concert tee, <laughs> holding a balloon.
1: No cabs. Yeah. And I don't know the number for the cab thing, but I think well. I got no choice. It's, you know, I got to get I gotta get a cab, right? So I look up on my phone, Vancouver cabs. So I call the first place, and it's busy. Call them back, still busy. No problem. There's plenty of cab places. Call the second place. Wait time will be five to seven minutes to mm. talk to somebody. I thought, ooh, at that point, it's going to be even worse, right? Even later, more people out looking for cabs. Call the third place. I'm on hold with the third taxi cab company. I'm standing there near the venue in a gas station parking lot, and this Indian guy In a Toyota pulls up on the side of the road and says you looking for a cab (laughs) and I said yeah and he said hop in and I said what you're you're not a cab (laughs) he said I freelance (laughs) what and I said like like Uber he's like yeah and I'm like I'm not getting in your car he's like okay but I'm a cab (laughs) and I said because the first thing I think is, all right, if I get this car, A, am I going to be buried in a shallow grave? Is it going to be bury a friend type? Mm-hmm. And B, is is he going to, like, drive me to the hotel? And I go, that'll be a hundred bucks. I right. mean, what's the deal here? You there know, are a lot of variables there. Yeah, A mm-hmm. lot of variables. So I said, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the Georgia hotel. He said, 20 bucks. And I said, for reals? He said, yes. I said, all right. <laughs> you got jumped to the back of his car. Jumped to the back of his car. <laughs> <laughs> And when I told my wife about it later, she was furious. You don't get in the back of a stranger's car with no accreditation, with no paperwork, with no tracking, with no – we'll never
7: see you again and never know who took you. Yeah, I'm assuming you didn't take down his license plate number no, or anything like that.
1: No, none of that. And there's no – yeah, exactly, right. So random guy, not an Uber, mm-hmm. not a taxi cab. Right. But was at the right place at the right time for the right price to get mm-hmm. me back to my hotel – Was I careless and sloppy and put myself in a dangerous situation, or do you think, as I do, I'm six foot six and I got a tattoo? No one's coming at me, (laughs) right? (laughs) Do any of us think that thought? I am a badass. There's no way this guy's coming at me. Now I wouldn't recommend that my wife get in that car. No, but you're a badass. Mm -hmm. But I'm a badass with a tattoo, right? 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 I mean, it's it's
8: of the queen. Okay. Can we just (laughs) yeah, dial
1: dial it back, right? (laughs) So I guess I'm asking, So he Kevin, took you there and everything went well? He took me there, 20 bucks, no problem. Straight downtown, easy peasy. Mm. Now, Kevin, would you have gotten in the stranger's Toyota or would you have said, you know what, I'm just going to stay on hold here and get an actual taxi It's cab. tough to tell because
6: you're really tired at the end of the night. You want to get back. I mean, it was 930. I, oh, okay. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I take that part back.
6: Um, I don't know. First thoughts are no.
7: Oh, I would not get in this car. No. Really? I don't no. think so, no.
1: He's offering to take you to the hotel. It's four miles away. It's right? twenty bucks. There's no cabs anywhere. You can't even get them on the phone. Right. How long are you going to wait and try to get a hold of somebody to come pick you up when you have somebody who's offering to pick you up?
7: I mean, you're asking I'd start, what start I, walking. What, yeah, I was gonna say, would I rather wait for a car that I, you know, that is accredited and has a profession, or would I rather just, you know, go into a car of someone who could literally kill me and have no trail?
1: But uh, this guy, I mean, unless he was trolling for people to kill, it seemed to me more likely that this is what he does, is he figures out, I mean, mm-hmm. he has figured out a way to make some quick cash on the
8: weekend by He's picking people up. also figured out a way of killing people. Yeah. It would easy. be so easy. Dumb people that are like, oh, I don't also, even know what to do. Yeah, mo- what, sure. I'll what am I in. supposed to do?
7: I was on hold. <laughs> the most impressive, for real, the most impressive what? part of this whole thing is that you were able to find someone creepier than you at a Billie Eilish concert. <laughs>
1: I am stunned right? that you got, that none of you would have gotten in that car. No, I I'm I mean, it, stunned by that. I mean,
6: there are some variables that we don't know. Like, did he look trustworthy? Was the car? I mean, what, there's all you know kinds who of variables. trustworthy. Yeah, who?
8: Uh, a guy that drove a bug and murdered people. <laughs> right, <laughs> that looks a hard me. no on this. So one. this
1: guy's Ted Bundy. He's Ted Bundy,
8: only Indian. He was. Uh, I mean, he offered me a ride for twenty bucks. That's right. what I
1: needed. Right. Wow, I'm so surprised. I told Dada she was crazy. Andy had candy for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean.
3: Rock. K.O.Q.
10: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You guys,
1: you guys, you guys. Yeah. It's Monday morning, mm-hmm. which is usually bad news. But today, because it's Monday, it's great news.
5: When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News! All right, I'm going to start with
6: Finn Lanning, who teaches middle school math in Aurora, Colorado. Um, He first met his 13-year-old student, Damien, when the school year started in August, but then Damien disappeared. Uh Uh-oh. And he couldn't figure out, like, what happened to this guy. And he found out that Damien went back to live in the hospital to oh. live in the hospital because he has to be on dialysis 12 hours a day
8: oh my god holy
6: moly but that's that's and he's waiting for a transplant but that is not why he went there he just had to go there because he didn't have the money so basically he was living in a hospital in and out for a long time and this is where the news story picks up
0: and it's not because he was too sick to stay at home over the course of the years i Ended up in foster homes because of my medical needs.
7: And because of his medical needs, it's difficult for the county to find a placement that can serve those needs.
0: So he's had to live in the hospital
8: for months or years at a time.
7: Over that time, I you know, started out going in to give him his work and just hang out with him a little bit and keep him caught up in the classroom. First of all, by the way.
8: Uh, yeah, for any
7: teacher to do that, right. is like phenomenal.
6: Math teacher making sure he's caught up on the homework? Yeah. Crazy.
7: And here's what Finn learned. When you're living in the hospital, you're not able to be on the transplant list because folks who don't have stable housing are considered high risk for their organ to not work. To get it.
6: Oh, my gosh. So at, when he goes back to the hospital to live, they go, you're off the list. And they called it an unsafe house. Is there any place safer than a hospital?
1: No. I guess they want, They like you said, they want... Permanent housing is what they're looking for, a stable environment. And I guess they feel like if you're in and out at any time, they can't count on it.
0: To get a kidney, Damien needed a home.
1: It just became really hard for me to look the other way.
0: And you can guess what happened next. It's gone good. Like, I got my own room now. Good, with a dash of weird.
7: It's been weird. Like, at first, he he still called me Mr. a lot.
0: (laughs) So the math
6: teacher took him in at his house.
1: Unbelievable.
6: And said he does have a house. Please put Put him him back back on the the list. list.
1: Kevin, where are the kid's parents?
6: I don't know. He didn't say. He just said he was in and out of foster care his whole life. Okay,
1: foster care. Gotcha.
6: Yeah. yeah.
0: A small sacrifice because Damien can now get a kidney any day. We can get a call during this interview right now. It'll be a new chapter. We're planning on just staying together. Hope for adoption probably. How Aww, beautiful is that? Man.
1: Middle school math teacher. Would you ever want to live with any of your teachers from middle <laughs> no, school? Oh, no. And especially
0: math. You
1: no, know, he's like, math. oh, you
8: want to do some fun quizzes? No. <laughs> Allie, this oh, sounds like your
1: nightmare. It is a
8: nightmare for You know, me. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the kidneys. <laughs> so I don't have to do algebra after dinner. And that's my great news. That is great news, it Kevin. Is. And I think you're going to like this story very much. Right. You've, uh, you and your wife have been running a charity for many, many, many years, 20 years or something like yep. that, right, to help abuse women and children. So if you haven't heard about Noah's Place, this is going to be a place that's really going to be in your heart. Domestic violence is the leading cause of injury to women in the United States, by the way. One in four experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime. That number has always baffled me. It's shocking. One in it, four. It is shocking. One of the reasons, among many, that women do not leave their abusive husband or boyfriend situation is because they don't want to leave their pets. Fewer than 10% of domestic violence shelters provide any kind of pet service. Not even the opportunity to place your pets in a foster home or with an animal shelter. There's no coordination there. So this woman named Stacy Alonzo, uh, this uh, uh, clinic in, uh, in Las Vegas has been around for a number of years, but it has just recently expanded to Reno. And other states are investigating as well, opening up women's abuse shelters that are pet friendly. Wow. Which is a genius idea because a lot of people, you know, their pets are their re- their rock. sometimes. You can't imagine leaving them behind. So you stay sometimes rather than do that. In such a dangerous situation. Mm. She stays because she
6: wants to be with the pet.
1: Be, right. Yeah. So this, uh, the Noah's Animal House in Las Vegas, now in Reno, it was the first of their kind in the country. They have cat condos, indoor and outdoor dog runs, a vet station, a grooming station, all in one facility. You check into the women's shelter, and then the pets are right next door at Noah's, and they know that they're free of abuse, and they're safe. Wow. And apparently, you know, they have cuddle rooms set up, because that's the best part of a lot of people's days, is being able to spend time with their pets, and just hang out with them, and have some sort of normalcy, some sort of continuity in your life that you mm-hmm. haven't left everything behind. There's, We all know the power of a pet's love. And I just think it's fantastic that somebody has put two and two together and said, if there's one more way we can make women in this abusive situation feel comfortable, let's figure out a way to do it. Women from from 21 different states have traveled to Nevada wow. just so that they could go with their pets. wow. So I kind of wanted to bring this up A, because it's back in the news because of the new location that just opened up in Reno and B, just to put it out there in the universe to say this is a great idea that I sh- think should be emulated in cities all over the country. Anything you can do to make it easier and more comfortable for women to get out of a situation, Agreed. Let's, let's do that. And we'll uh, tweet the link to this so people can read more about Noah's house if you want to check it out as well. And that's my
8: great news. Well, mine has to do with, you know, you go into a hospital for a surgery, uh, our age, it's terrifying, right? But then you think about a, a little person, a young person, I should say. Um, they're sick, they're scared, they're separated from their parents. So very short. No, this is okay. like a, a young, like a toddler or okay. like up until, you know, eighth grade, they whatever. Didn't grow to full no, height? No, not like a thyroid problem okay. or anything. Right. Um, so an
1: Oompa Loompa is what no, we're talking no, about. No, no, okay. just sad uh, children, yeah. Children.
8: But um, then people wearing scrubs or taking you away from your parents. It's a terrifying ordeal. Well, Huntsville Hospital for Women and Children has worked hard to change all of that. The Children's Hospital employs um, employees, I'm sorry, child life specialists trained in child psychology and development to make changes that will make kids feel more at ease. The waiting room is the first place for your fears to d- dissipate. There are games everywhere. It's like a huge game room. They've got a floor that lights up. You can play games That's the whole awesome. time there. Um, it keeps their mind off of everything because they are eventually going to go back and have a surgery. But that leads to the transport to the surgery they're not getting wheeled down the hall on a gurney they're that's how everyone no they're getting in a little car that they drive (laughs) themselves i'm telling you the video is one of the cutest things you've ever seen they've got their little hospital gown on and they're learning how to drive this down the hall the nurse and the doctor walking down alongside of them it is unbelievable by the way they also get their own license (laughs) <laughs> to drive beforehand that they write their name on. The doctor's on. like,
6: where's the kid? And they were going, he's just taking just laps. taking some loops,
8: right? <laughs> unbelievable. But the pre-op coordinator, Amanda Roachwalk, it's probably wrong, adds that when the kids are at ease, so are the family. She said it makes it easier on that transition for the parent as well as the child because they know the child is not scared, they're not crying, they're not leaving them in a fearful state. I just think that's unbelievable. That is amazing. What an amazing thing to do. Down there at Huntsville Hospital for Women and Children, and I hope that they do that in more hospitals. And quite frankly, I would like to drive one of those little cars to my surgery. And that's my great news.
3: Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. I
6: can't wait another minute. Give me this trailer.
1: Doing it. Doing it. (laughs) We came in uh, last Monday, and everybody was like, hey, you see any movies over the weekend? And Kevin went to see um, John Wick or something with Louds. And then I said, hey, guys, I know I'm not usually the guy who sees the new films, but I saw a brand new movie this weekend called The Professor and the (laughs) Madman. And y'all were like, The Professor and the Madman. That's what it's it's called. Yes. Uh, It's, first of all, um, Oscar winner Mel Gibson second of all Oscar winner Sean Penn I mean that's uh. that's a lot of me rolling my eyes but sure. I know yeah. I know look you may not like you may not like them personally they may not be the poster children for uh, you know for good behavior but they are both great actors Eddie Marzon is in this movie. Steve Coogan is in this movie. I mean, it really has a great cast. And it also has a fantastic topic because it's about the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary. Now, hold on. (laughs) Wait. So it's an action
2: movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: about a professor named James Murray who in 1857 was hired to compile the Oxford English Dictionary. Now, I want you to imagine that there was a time where there was no dictionary. Okay. Can I just say uh, at this point that I already don't care? Mm -mm. Out. Yeah. Aren't you fascinated no. to know how they got together nope. and figured out a way to find all the words mm-hmm. in the world nope. and put them in a book? <laughs> I mean,
7: I have a feeling how they did it. They <laughs> it's a lot wrote, of work. They wrote them down, and then they typed it out, and then they made a book? But what? that doesn't seem like a great movie. It is a great movie. No, it's
1: Let not. me play some of the trailer, and I think all you'll right. see you are underestimating the level of excitement that can be created around the creation of the Dictionary. I mean, already, Kevin, you hear this music, you're in. Sure. Ooh. Oh, what? We have been attempting to make this dictionary for the last 20 years. (laughs) I submit that the extraordinary, the unconventional, Mr. Murray, is the solution and our salvation. Because Mr. Murray didn't even go to college, you guys.
8: Was the, Why did screaming, the woman screaming someone that had to watch the movie?
1: No. Was the
7: there woman, a question, I don't wanna, also, question yes. to follow up. Was that yes. gunshots at the beginning?
1: Yes. Yes. Gunshots and mm-hmm. a man is murdered.
8: That's how they make you watch it.
1: I don't want to give away too much, but Sean Penn. No one's going to see it, dude. Give Sean, away everything you have. Sean Penn kills a guy mm-hmm. mistakenly and is sent to the uh, mental hospital, to the home for the criminally insane. But while he's there, he becomes the major contributor to the dictionary. He starts reading every book he can get his hands on and looking for words that he can then send into the dictionary people. I'm sorry, are we still talking about the dictionary movie? So (laughs) Mel Gibson's character and Sean Penn's characters have this unlikely friendship. One's in the mental hospital, the other's compiling the dictionary, but they can't live without each other.
5: Oh my God, who the hell (gasps) cares? The task is gigantic
3: and impossible.
11: There is a way. We'll ask them to read in search of the words that we want and get them to write the word on a slip of paper. <laughs>
2: I'm
6: not joking. This sounds like the worst movie that's ever been made.
1: So, I almost... almost might watch it to laugh. They put out a call to the public saying, hey, if you got any words, send them in on a postcard because we're putting a dictionary together. Oh hey, God. does anybody have some words? <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody else to make the dictionary, by the way. But wait, there's more.
6: So this is the good doctor. I'm proud to make your acquaintance, sir. I cannot believe my eyes. All Partners. One for one.
1: Because now they're partners because they're building this
6: dictionary together. Listen to the music (laughs) behind it is so tense. and like, oh, my God. There's a little more. My entire
3: life, all that I pursued has been in preparation for this.
1: (laughs) His entire life has been leading heard, to this moment where he does
3: the dictionary. Right.
1: You're
8: just repeating <laughs> over and, and
1: over. And, and, and by the way, uh, <laughs> s- spoiler They're alert. Partners. There's no spoiler alert. No one's There's gonna no one see one it. Yeah, it.
8: and we have a dictionary. We know how it ends.
1: That's all I need to know. We have a dictionary. You can imagine how crushed Mel Gibson is when they find What's out. What's wrong with that, you? That they left they left a word out in the bees <laughs>
11: <laughs> <laughs> after it's already been printed. They missed a word. <laughs> Our gathering
3: so far? We've only just started, Mr. Murray. We are watching with a concerned eye. Here it Watch is. Then.
1: Here it is. And be amazed. And be amazed, you guys. Watch and be amazed, you guys. What's it's called the Professor and the Madman, and it uh, for some reason it didn't go to theaters.
7: What
3: it's, um,
1: on demand <laughs> is, is the word they missed in B?
7: Boring.
2: <laughs> How dare you, sir?
3: The Kevin and Bean Show on K
1: Rock. I feel like uh, there's a real dividing line on this program before we were introduced to Slangman and after we were introduced to Slangman. Was it just a week ago,
7: Jensen, that you brought him into us? It feels like a lifetime, but yes, only last week did we learn who David Burke was. And he is known as Slangman. Uh, I think we have a song for intro for this? Of course. Okay. Slangman,
3: Slangman, do your thing. Come on, Slangman, keep it rocking. Slangman, Slangman, do your thing. Bring that lingo and fill us all in. Witch. Jam, ratchet, what does it mean? We got you covered right here on Kevin and Bean. Cause today is Slangman Monday. It's Slangman Monday. oh! Uh.
7: Word to your mother, figgity fresh. <laughs> now I'm nervous we don't have enough to do this every Monday. <laughs> uh, I stumbled on Slangman for the first time last week when he appeared on KCAL 9 uh, to teach parents about dangerous texts that their children could be sending and did almost nothing like that. Uh, instead, just brought up terms that seemed outdated. He dropped gems like, What's up, Pierre? Uh, like it was just—he
6: really does seem to be over-explaining things that everybody already understands yeah, from he's...
7: twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also seems like a narc, of course. Uh, I obviously <laughs> fell down a bit of a rabbit hole and started watching all of his YouTube videos, and yeah, the he uh, the hits just keep coming. Uh, he's written dozens of books on slang. He's considered an expert on the topic, so keep, keep that in mind. This is from a video where he describes teen slang. That's all you need to know. Okay. It's a top 10 list, so I just wanted to highlight a few of my favorites. If you didn't hear our feature last week on him, I'll allow Slangman to introduce himself.
5: There's one thing I probably get the most tweets and questions about teen slang. And that's because it's so incredibly popular. It's used in schools, on television, and certainly in every family where there are teens. Teens are experts at creating slang, and they're taking slang to a whole new level. So, with that in mind, here are my top 10 teen slang words popular today. <laughs> I mean, this guy is
6: the
7: opposite of who should be explaining slang. Yeah. He he sounds like the worst teacher you've ever he had. He sure does. Like like the one who is like it's movie Friday and then he plays <laughs> a movie that's just like about algebra or <laughs> about a dictionary, really. Yeah,
6: he could have been in the dictionary movie.
5: Uh, you guys excited for number 10?
6: Please. Yes, very much so.
7: Here's number 10.
5: Number 10. Lit. This is actually slang on top of slang. It comes from the slang expression, to be on fire, which means to be amazing. And the way something (laughs) catches fire is when you light it. And once you light it, it's lit. So a teen might say about a fun party, this party is lit. But don't be surprised if you hear a teen say, this party lit. That's right, a lot of teens are dropping their verbs. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
1: oh my god Alright guys, make a note We need to start using that hot new slang
7: That's right, teens are dropping verbs He's <laughs> does does make... so proud of himself too He's does, truly great Does it make me bad that I want to punch him in the face? Oh, I don't know, I want to hold him uh, This next one is number nine Then
5: the opposite of lit is ratchet Ratchet literally is a tool Which lets you turn something in one direction and somehow it's worked its way into the pages of teen slang to mean someone with no manners, no class, really undesirable. He's just ratchet.
7: <laughs> this
6: guy has this guy ever met a kid?
7: <laughs> Would you guess? <laughs> ever. He, he went when they asked him where he gets his slang. He was like, "A lot of teens write me on Twitter." And I was like, "These people don't, just don't are messing with you,
5: uh, guys." Get excited for the next one. Number eight is dope, which has a few slang meanings. To a teen, it means great, fantastic. And if you're in your 20s and above, it means a stupid person, a dope. So if you're wearing that new shirt and someone walks up to you and says, you look dope, if that person is a teen, you've been complimented. Twenty If that person is in his or her 20s, not good. That's not true. That's not true, oh, slang man. God.
6: Hey, slang man knows. Are you guys experts? Slang You're man right. is right.
7: wrong. It's not above 20. Dope is, dope is good for me and I'm turning 40 this year. Did you say that he has written a dozen books on slang? Dozens. He has volumes upon volumes oh of God. books. Uh, a little later in the countdown.
5: Number two is ghost, which teens have actually turned into a verb. Two ghost which means to hide from someone or disappear by not texting, by not calling, by not speaking to someone. My friends totally went ghost on me. That's not
2: you <laughs>
6: No. <it>.
7: no. <laughs> My He's totally went ghost oh, on me. Is a go- is someone ghosted me. Yeah. Is this video from 10 years ago? <laughs> oh, no. That's what you would think. No, no, but he is a gem.
6: I love that the expert knows less about this topic than everyone else.
7: Oh, sounds like someone doesn't want to get lit.
3: Slang Monday is Slang Man
9: Monday. Slang Man Monday. Uh, word to your mother. Figgity fresh.
3: The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock.
9: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
10: post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: First though, ali has got uh, what's happening.
8: You guys, after months of speculation, HBO has finally confirmed that the upcoming sixth season of Silicon Valley will be its last. Is, Mwah. It, Mwah. is
6: HBO going to have any shows left? No, they're they <laughs> hoping
8: to have nothing. <laughs> they're just closing the it minutes. all down? Yeah.
1: They do always come up with new shows, though. Yep. They really do. I like Silicon Valley. I think it's Still good?
8: I think it's okay wow, if Wow, that's goes. overwhelming. Tell your voice.
1: <laughs> I think it's okay if it goes,
7: though. Okay. That uh, seems like it would be good for the poster. Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. I think it's still, still good. Still good. Mm. <laughs> Bean, maybe it should go.
8: Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah. There's nothing really more to that story, you guys. Okay. What about David E. Kelly, the creator of Ally McBeal, saying that he supports a reboot of the hit show, but would only want it to happen if there's a female showrunner in place. He told Variety this at the season two premiere of Big Little Lies in New York City this past week. He said, I would not be opposed to that being done again, but in somebody else's hands because I did that one. And I think if I were going to if it were going to be rebooted, it should be started up by somebody else.
7: That's a pretty pretty big thing to say. I'd like to make money without doing any work. Yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. Not bad. Not
8: bad. I mean, really, he's just saying what we all feel, right? Yeah. If someone else wants to do it, and I still get paid. Sure. That's
7: cool. Someone can license it from me. <laughs> just saying. I can sit at home and just collect paychecks from it.
8: Imagine you're a high school, and you're putting I'm on a high school. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're putting on a production of In the Heights, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Lin Manuel Miranda shows up. To watch, just to see what New York's George Washington High has on tap for their production. You say of beat in the it, Heights, kid. right? Now They're yeah. like, did you, you pay full price? He um, <laughs> he
1: became famous for for being in In the Heights, like that was his big Broadway breakthrough, right?
8: And he is now doing uh, that movie with movie, John right. Chu. Uh-huh. Who's going to direct the film? So John Chu recorded the ecstatic reaction that Lin Manuel Miranda got when he hit the stage, and he said, "We start shooting in the Heights movie on Monday today. So after our final rehearsal, we took a trip to George Washington High School in the Heights to see them perform. In the Heights could not be more inspired by these students.
1: It's very Heightsy.
8: Can you imagine? In the though? Can you imagine?" And wouldn't you want to? You wouldn't want to know that Lin Manuel Miranda was in the audience, right? I
6: think I wouldn't. It would make me too nervous.
8: Absolutely. I think. Like waiting for Guffman, they were so nervous, thinking he was going <laughs> to. Oh God, I love that movie. <laughs> Anywho, what I'm saying is how exciting for those kids. Who's with me? Agreed. All right. The family home of fictional mob boss Tony Soprano has hit the market twenty years after the critically acclaimed television series has aired here's the thing it's being listed for 3.4 million dollars wow However, real estate value website Zillow estimates its value at about 1.6. Mm, but oh. the owners feel that, you know, the Hollywood status will boost the demand. Really? Almost <laughs> $2 million?
7: And also, I doubt the interiors are from the house, right? No, it's, yeah, it's, it's
8: 5,600 square feet, has four bedrooms, four baths. The New York Times reports that the cast and crew filmed at the house between 30 and 50 times, including the show's pilot episode... Um, but really... So,
7: of, so it sounds like most of the interiors were at that house. Yes. Okay.
8: Yeah. But would you would you think, okay, it's worth 1.6. No. But we're going to list it no. in New Jersey for 3.4 million. At also, least
7: they, you know, they're striking while the iron's hot. And yeah. Why 20, so never
6: 20 years,
8: then, years uh, later. Also, yeah.
7: it's mostly a nightmare because people come by and take photos. Absolutely. It's like the Goonies house now. They don't let anyone really up there. And then obviously people are mad at the Breaking Bad one when yep. pizzas are on their roof. Like, it's not like a good feeling.
8: Yeah, it's it's definitely a tourist spot. They have a Facebook page for the home that has a ton of likes and people, when they visit, they say that they were there, so yeah. I don't really know if I'd want that. I'm going to go buy my
1: bathrobe not. sometime and pick up a newspaper out of the driveway.
8: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: That's uh, something Tony Sprano did.
8: <laughs> Do you think, though, like, can I read into this and say maybe Tony died in the finale, right? No need for the home anymore. You don't know if he died. Right. Like, well, no, it, what happened in uh, the diner? It's you don't know. The show, though. Right. So, that's he, TV, like, why would TV. he need just his house a if he's, dead. Random people own Which him. is they really it's sad to him. think that Tony Soprano is dead. Well, they rented from that family for, for 20 history. years. Nothing to do with them.
3: You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything.
8: Uh, it's a good point. It's a really good point, you guys. I am sorry for how much I enjoy this story. But this man is not a good example to the students at his school in West Virginia. A West Virginia principal is accused of plagiarizing Ashton Kutcher in an address to his (laughs) school's graduating class. He says he didn't mean to use anybody else's work. Parkersburg High School principal Kenny DeMoss has issued a statement saying he should have cited his sources in the May 23rd speech, but asserted that the ideas were his own. However, a graduate posted a video to Facebook that spliced his speech with Kutcher's 2013 Nickelodeon Teen Choice <laughs> Awards speech. He deserves a wo- he, that's that. That's
7: awesome. That's great. They should never have called him out. That's a success.
8: The speeches used similar wording and at times featured identical phrasing in an email Friday. Here's the part that just made me go, wait, what? What? In an email Friday, Damas said he's putting the incident behind him. "Quote: Me and my family are the only ones being hurt here." Wait, what? you're being hurt? You plagiarized Ashton Kutcher's Nickelodeon speech the, to yeah. your. He's the principal. Yeah, it's
7: not a good idea. But not the not end of luck. his the end of his statement does say, "Y'all got punked." Right? I wish. <laughs> no, she made up. Also, what a weirdo,
2: you guys. Yeah,
8: honestly. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna steal anyone's words, it's definitely gonna be Ashton Kutcher, right?
6: Sure, of course.
8: Yeah, it's all very very strange. You guys use uh, Google Maps and Waze. Yep, and Google yep. Maps, yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very convenient, but experts are saying there could be consequences for your health down the line. What? Here's the thing. They caution that motorists who rely heavily on navigation apps restrict their brain's ability to hold memory and problem solving. Other experts say the hippocampus, a part of the brain that controls navigation, is the first to deteriorate in people with dementia. So you have to work at keeping our sense of direction going. Mm -hmm. So if you're just relying on something telling you turn left, turn right, you're not actually using your thoughts to do it.
6: That's but I agree with that. But I feel like you are paying attention in that if it tells me to get on the 105 freeway, I know I'm getting on the 105 freeway.
8: But you no. wouldn't be recalling that in your head no. because you remembered to get on the 105. Probably
6: I would, but most people, you Most
8: right. people, uh-huh. Okay. All right. Researchers have shown that challenging our brains throughout our lives may help build up a resilience to damage like that caused... By Alzheimer's.
7: At any moment, I could look up and be in Cabo San Lucas. Like, Absolutely. I would have no idea. I'm just
1: following <laughs> yeah. whatever it says. Yeah. And I'm there. Well, look at the people who drive into b- bodies of water because yeah. they're following their navigation. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> I mean, just call it a day. In the herd.
7: <laughs> well, it looks like I'm not in Encino. <laughs> I'm good. Goodbye, with it. everyone.
8: <laughs> All right. Some birthdays for you guys Imogen Poots, Rafael Nadal, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's so beautiful uh,
8: quite the (laughs) tune Yeah And that's what's happening
3: It's the Kevin and Bean Show K-Rock
1: Let's uh, recap, shall we? Uh, What happened on Friday when we called? Please Fred Durst picks up the phone Doesn't believe it's Kevin and Bean Or Mm -hmm. maybe does believe it's Kevin and Bean And realizes we're Kevin and Bean And hangs up on us Mm -hmm. Yeah Did the right thing He
8: did the right thing Mm -hmm. He wasn't wrong
1: we call right back and we say, Fred, I don't know if you've heard about it, but this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you on the Weenie Roast, Bill, because we decided it's time. Now, you're
6: saying wh- to yourself, the Weenie Roast is this
1: Saturday. This yes, seems like late timing. <laughs> yeah, yes. And You'd be correct. <laughs> you'd be correct, but in our defense, by the way, we've been talking about it for yeah. like two months, since long before the Weenie Roast e- e lineup was even announced. Mm. We were saying, we got, we should have Limp Bizkit, because we heard about their music performance and how people were going crazy for them and what a great show it was. We thought, it's at the beach with 311 and with the revivalists and ex-ambassadors and all these bands, that would be awesome to have Limp Bizkit. So we started talking about it. We couldn't get any traction going in terms of reaching out to Limp Bizkit Mm -hmm. until after the lineup had already been announced. And now here we are last minute trying to do cleanup, trying to make this thing work. Now, Fred, to me, it sounded like on Friday was intrigued. Very optimistic, Mm -hmm. yeah. I felt like his he was sincerely was gonna say, let me run it by the guys and get the you know aspects worked out to see whether we can even do it. And I'll let you know, call me next week. I mean he left it open for us to call him next week and now it's next week. Right? Yeah. So that's where we're at right now and we're hoping for good news. So let's go ahead and dial up the Durst household. I bet Fred's got a nice place, right? Oh, I would. I would, assume, I would assume, yeah. assume, yeah. Yeah, he's still living pretty large. And by the way, Limp Biscuit, you think? Oh, I haven't heard f- from them in a while. They tour all the time. They're playing huge festivals all over Europe. They're headlining their own shows. I mean, they're they're still huge. They recently did that ten thousand, you know, people at music. Right, mm-hmm. right. Guys, this is Fred Jerson.
7: He's about to pick up.
4: I hope. Hello.
7: Hey, hey Fred.
6: Fred, it's Kevin and Bean. Oh man! <laughs> we told you we were you, gonna call. This was, come on, this man! We told you
7: this time.
1: You can't hang up you on guys us
6: again. Are
7: serious?
6: Well, yeah. <laughs> serious. We're also running out of time. It's not yes. a bit. Oh my!
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. This thing's this Saturday, right? right. Hey. Yes,
1: this Saturday. And, oh, and, my God. And, Fred, we saw you on the, on the K-Rock Instagram over the weekend. You saw how excited your fans are. You saw that there were people on there who were talking about driving down from Fresno and flying in from Cincinnati. They just, they need the good word to, so that oh they know what's happening.
4: My, oh, my gosh. These people, there's a lot of pressure, guys. I mean, to throw this together out of the blue to be ready by Saturday to get everyone in town. Good enough, easy um, enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll send Ubers. (laughs) But Fred, I mean, I'm seriously, I'm interested in the specifics of this because it's not like we're trying to get the band back together. I mean, you guys are an ongoing concern. You do shows fairly often. I mean, you guys are in you're you're ready to play i mean never
4: yeah yeah, yeah. Tracking, it's 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 on fire man and we're, right. we're really enjoying it this time in our life it's just so you there know, you have the it. Fred it, it fred durst is gonna play
1: he just confirmed it everybody I, I don't think we've heard those words yet i don't think we've heard those
4: words just call you up kevin and being my old pals and say hey fred can you play a concert in a week in la <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can throw that together, because I really did. Uh, Manson bought eight rows of tickets for Toy Story
7: 4. <laughs> <right> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty yes, strong. I, I had those tickets, too. I gave mine up, though, because Weenie Roast is going to be the best party at the beach. That's what I was told in a commercial. That, it does sound like a great Saturday night, though, going to see Toy Story 4 with do, Marilyn I'm, Manson. I'm actually I'm, lying. I think that sounds great. I'm not, not going to lie.
1: Yeah. What Did you check it with the other... Did you talk to the other guys and find out if they're available because, for all we know, you know, like Wes has a bar um, mitzvah to go to or something.
4: I'm sorry, uh, or no, whatever. You know, well, uh, well, everybody, I talked to the band. I mean, clearly, they Fred, whatever you feel like, we want to rock. We love K Rock. There, there it is. is. Oh, oh, God. God. Hold, oh, on. Hold said, on, Kevin. Yeah. Has it, said it oh,
2: yeah. yet? Biscuit
1: is again? Nope. What? Hold on, See, Kevin. Let the man right, talk. Right, wait, wait. Let the man talk. I, I also
4: also manage the band, so I can't just be the singer who says, yeah, let's go rock the weenie roast. Mm -hmm. I mean, what about, what do you guys think? I mean, I love 311. It would be nice. What if I just came with a couple buddies and watched 311
7: with you guys? I mean, that doesn't feel the same. That's not performing. (laughs) That's just watching.
8: Have you ever seen him watch a show, though?
7: (laughs) Quite a performance. All (laughs) right.
8: I mean, look—you're
1: um, welcome. Of course, you're welcome to course. come to any show you want. But this particular one, I think we're requesting a little bit more. Guys, are you serious? Yeah, uh-huh, yes. really? yes. more
2: than
6: serious. But look,
4: here's the deal. Honestly, I gotta make this thing with Manson that later that night It's a private screening. Okay. So maybe I could come down and bust out a couple of jams. <gasps>
1: well, okay. Okay, that's the closest we've there got. There you go. Limp <laughs> Brain I mean,
6: Biscuit for
3: Wendy! Biscuit
6: for
1: Wendy! Biscuit man. for me. I mean, Wendy!
3: Biscuit for Wendy! for
7: Wendy! I'm nervous. I don't know. <laughs> I think we've been
3: working so hard.
7: I don't know. Is, is this real? Is that a yes? Then.
4: For sure. No, it's never. It's never a real yes. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Fred, for God's sake! People
7: sakes. want to fly
2: here.
1: <laughs> yes, people want to fly um, here. We have to let them know it's happening if really? it's happening. Yes, yes. 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 You're, I hate to put oh. you on the spot, but I mean, we're oh, really at the point where God. it's like this it's Cooper, get off the pot, man. I well, was going to make We had a long history together, right?
4: And, and, and um, I really just had such so many great times with K Rock. Yes, it, right? yes. And
7: therefore. So, yes. And the, because uh, of that?
4: Were, uh, okay, if you guys could provide me with an extra bowl of blue M&Ms, we <laughs> could probably pull this off.
12: <laughs> okay? We're besting it! We're besting it! This is about to go down. We're
2: besting it! We're besting We're besting it!
8: We're Turn it down,
2: Fred's, Fred's trying to talk. Trying to talk. let oh, him he, talk. Say, doing it, doing.
4: say it again, oh, Fred. I just I just that just sounded amazing. I said <laughs> this kid's just about to throw down at the weenie roast. That's all, all right, right. There he Woo! is. That's that's what we were looking for. Exactly. Oh,
1: thank God. Oh, thank, oh God.
4: thank God.
1: Crazy. I've never seen anything
5: like it. It's basically social harassment. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
1: <laughs> and, and we're very proud of that. Look, whatever it takes to get the job done. Fred, we thank you in advance. We're so excited to put you on the lineup with Snoop Dogg and with 311 and the Lumineers, the Revivalists, and Catfish at the Bottom very of Ex cool. Ambassadors, and so much more. It's going to be a great time at the Beast at the beach. Tickets are on sale now, by the way. Uh, go to Rock.com, Weenie Roast, for all the information. Limp Biscuit is in ladies and gentlemen, uh, hey guys, okay. Can
4: we do it? Yes, can we make sure? Can we just not tell them when, and we surprise them when we when we rock? Sure, sure. Yeah. Like good to me. Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. You mean the lineup all
1: times? Right. Of course. Yeah, you can work so that out with up whatever up you time. have to do. Yeah, because yeah. I know you. you yeah. Got that, that busy Saturday night play. Yeah, all all right. at eight Sandoval.
4: a.m. You heard it here first. <laughs> 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 that thank you, like Fred.
1: Perfect time for me. We will see you on Saturday. We're so psyched, dude. Really, thank you.
4: I'll see you and, all, you and all your weenies on Saturday. Yeah. There you go.
3: You got it. Bye bye, Fred
1: Durst, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. You
1: know, after the pro- after we talked about the promise, we just put it out there into the radio universe, and it happened. I mean,
3: the secret, the secret.
1: Sorry, the, yeah, promise. the secret.
8: I'm, yes, no, the okay. secret. Promise is completely I mean, I promise some stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 it's fantastic news. Agree. Yes. Very cool of them to agree to do that.
7: I know people think it was like a bit and stuff, but for mm-hmm. the last two months, we for real have been fighting <laughs> yeah. to get them on the bill. And <laughs> we it, have it did come down to the last minute to get a confirmation, one hundred percent. But that's very how we happy. do. That I'm is very how we happy. Do. And
1: by the way, I think it is even for people who are skeptical right now. If you were there Saturday night and they come out rolling, 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 you're going to have a great time. Amen. Great time. So thank you to Lip Biscuit. We're very psyched about Saturday. Don't forget, tickets are on sale right now. Go to com slash uh, weenie for details. All right. Um, the casting, uh, I guess, is official now, Allie. We can say it's official that Warner Brothers has confirmed that uh, Robert Pattinson is going to play the Batman. Yeah. It had been speculated. We had heard that it went right down to the wire between him and Nicholas Holt. Both were in the running for the Batman. And, um, which I think is what the movie is supposed to be called, The Batman. Batman. And a lot of people are, as you can imagine, especially in these days of, uh, you know, petitions to get Game of Thrones to reshoot the final season, (laughs) there are already petitions online calling for Robert Pattinson to be replaced. (laughs) How do they
6: even? Okay.
1: People are not even giving him a shot. They don't want to see a screenshot. They don't want to hear from him. They automatically go, nope, don't like it. Not not going to get behind him as Batman. And people are also, you know, comparing it to the Ben Affleck mistake, the Batfleck, as they call it, mistake. <laughs> uh, because there were a lot of people from day one who said Ben Affleck is a terrible choice for Batman. And then after they saw him in the Batman versus Superman and the Suicide Squad and the Justice League, they said Ben Affleck is a terrible choice to play Batman. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> so he wasn't a great Batman, no. was he? No, no, Kevin, no.
7: What do no
6: you he, think? You're usually he was pretty
1: easier on Batman than a No, lot of he was not good. I mean,
6: if you compare him to all the other people who played Batman, he's Mm -hmm. not up there.
1: What about Robert Pattinson? What are our thoughts, you guys? And I, I, I'd love to hear from some listeners. We've got time for a couple of phone calls on this. If you have uh, bat thoughts on this at 1-800-520-1067. What is your reaction to the uh, the Twilight kid playing Batman?
7: I'm into it because I, Good Time, a movie he put out a couple of years ago, is one of my favorite movies from the decade, and he's so good in it. I is think, that right? Yeah, I think most people just know him as the Twilight guy, but he's been making these independent movies where he can actually act. Mm-hmm. I like it for a different reason, and that's because you he's, think he's sexy. He's you know. an unlikely choice. Oh, that too. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. go,
6: what? Who? And a lot of times, if that works out, it's a it's a home run.
7: And like Heath Ledger was kind of a, a yes. boy as well, and he obviously was great as the Joker.
1: I don't have any doubt that he is a great actor. I've never seen any of his movies, but I have seen a lot of write ups about films that he's been in, and he makes very interesting choices. And by all accounts, is a very talented actor. I mm-hmm. don't have any doubt about that. But he seems super slight to me to be playing. Batman. I mean, he, when you look at him, you don't go, Batman, for sure. That guy's I mean, Batman. Right. And I'm sure he will bulk up, right? I'm sure like yeah. all actors do, he'll have to get in in you know preparation for the role. I mean, even Christian Bale, for God's sakes, had to bulk up to play Batman. I mean, he's 95 pounds now, so probably <laughs> if he adds another four or five
6: pounds, he's good.
1: I mean, doesn't he seem? I mean, he's he's not Michael Sarah. I'm not saying that, but he also Michael Sarah would be a oh, great. He Batman. would have been amazing. Be oh, really good. <laughs> I just can't. Pick, he just seems. He seems short and skinny and and small to play Batman. Am I? Is that? Does that not matter? Or am I wrong?
8: I don't That's, think the skinny matters because people bulk up for movies all the time. I don't. I would never think of him as short though.
1: He's 6'1". Okay. Oh, is he? Okay, all right.
8: So not short at all. Not short. I mean, okay, he just on seems the internet, short to
1: me. which could be, you know, <laughs> sure. a little bit hey, of a lie. Five but seven. yeah, I think he got the role because he's got that jawline. That's what I think mm-hmm. because he will look great in the cowl. And he's brooding. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah.
7: He's kind of got. He's got issues. Sure. Okay,
1: but let me ask you this: because this is one of the other first things I thought, and then we'll go right to your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Even if you accept him as Batman, do you buy him as Bruce Wayne?
7: Yeah, I think he looks like a rich, cool, good-looking dude. That fits for me. It's more the Batman issues I have. I All think right. I could see that. And anyway, when someone's in the suit, it could be anyone,
8: right? Could be me.
7: I don't think it. Callie a was a up- You weren't up for
8: it. I will, okay. But I mean, in real life, right. like
7: you don't. You don't see that. You don't. I don't think he'll like his look won't play into it when he's in the costume.
1: No. Unless he's got the nipples, like the,
2: oh, well, the bad like Batman. Like the Clooney Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the All bad right.
1: Batman. Let's talk to Victor. He's in El Monte. He's on line one. one 800 520 Got time for just a couple of calls on this. Getting your early reactions to Robert Pattinson being named Batman. Victor, your thoughts, please.
4: Uh, I think people are being a little too harsh on the guy. I mean, I, I think they ought to give him a chance. Let him kind of mess up for himself. If he does <laughs> great, great. And if he does it, if he does a bad job then you know he does a bad job but I think that I let him you know let's let him make a name for himself I me and uh, I have a co- uh, podcast where we talk about movies and that's what my my co-host and I mentioned I we think that you know we ought to just let him let him mess up for himself kind of thing but give him a chance
1: first
4: <laughs> So optimistic. don't
6: turn on him now but wait until no, yeah, he's bad yeah, and yeah. then let turn him, on let him, him
4: Let him give us a reason to not like him as Batman.
1: Hey, Victor, I'm going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime here to shout out your podcast. What's it called? It's called Crash and Taz Movie Cellar,
4: and uh, we're on pretty much anything you can listen to a podcast on Spotify, and
12: Breakers did all those good things.
1: Okay, very cool. Congratulations. Thanks for calling. Yeah, we don't know. But, I mean, people just have in their mind, I mean, this wasn't a case where there was an overwhelming Internet favorite. Like, there wasn't somebody that everybody was hoping for in this case. Like, it was a pretty wide open field this time around, right? Right, yeah. So, I guess. I feel
6: like it's a good choice that could go south. But I think it's a good choice. I like
1: it. And he was or was not the talking dog in I don't know. Is he the dog or was he the wolf? I always get confused. Yeah.
7: He's the
3: vampire? Vampire, right? Yes. He's the vampire. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock.
1: Always very exciting for us when our next guest stops by The Kevin DeBean Show, the award winning director, producer, writer, performer, and chairman of one of America's most beloved family companies, The Jim Henson Company. Brian Henson in studio with us Yay. here on The Kevin DeBean Show.
12: Brian. Hi. What's Thank going on, man? Well, it's great to be here. It's hard to drive here this time in the morning. It though. is. Right? I did yeah. discover that. <laughs> You leave your house at four thirty this morning, just got here. It was no it wasn't that bad. I just come from Las Vegas. It wasn't it wasn't so bad. Well it's, it's great good, to be here. Thanks for having me back. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be a lot worse you. when you leave, just so you, yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you um I would imagine that it is a non stop full time plus job running the Jim Hanson company, right? Like you guys are involved in so many different things around the world, so many different platforms, so many different kind of media across the decades, things you have to manage.
12: What a big job. Yeah, we do. Well, we do do a lot. My sister Lisa is now a CEO, which helps Mm -hmm. a whole lot. I was CEO. It's in a family company. That's what you do. I was CEO for 10 years Mm -hmm. and then. We were CEO together, and now I'm chairman. She's CEO, so she really takes on the Sounds running like of just the company. musical yeah. chairs of titles. Well, no, it's... Well, actually, it's like, okay, now I need to work not quite so I hard. You. <laughs> <laughs> so now you can work really hard. But for you,
1: you probably enjoy taking that hat off once in a while, that business hat off once in a while, and being able to get more into the creative, because I know that's kind of where your heart is, right? Yeah,
12: yeah. No, I really like doing the projects. In all aspects, I like directing and, and producing, and I like performing, although I don't mm-hmm. do it as much, but I, yeah. And, you guys, and
7: you guys produce a bunch of stuff, like kids' shows outside of anything that we really uh, equate with the Henson Company.
12: Oh, sure. Yeah. make a Yeah, we make a lot of children's television, mostly educational, preschool television in, of the kids' stuff. And this show, Puppet Up, is 100% for kids? Yeah, oh. this one is, <laughs> yeah, very kid-friendly. The younger the better? No, this it's Puppet Up, it's Puppet Up Uncensored. Ah, very uncensored. specifically, mm. it's Uncensored. And, uh... It's it started as sort of an experiment to find just the funniest that puppets could be, <laughs> kind of what we wanted to do. Right, and we got together with Patrick Bristow, who created this show with me, and we started just improvising with the puppeteers to figure out what is like the funniest stuff. And our plan wasn't to become adult; it was just very, very funny to become yeah. adult. And actually, when when you're at the show, it's not that we present an R-rated show. It's that the audience makes a lot of the suggestions of what the scenes are. Oh, it's are. their fault. Yeah, so it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. So we blame them. And actually, it depends on where we perform just how blue the show gets. <laughs> like in Australia, it was very blue. You improv
6: <laughs> You improv them all?
12: Yeah. Uh, well, it's about half... Maybe more than half improvised. It's uh, musical sketches and sketch comedy. It's all like short form sketch comedy, so it's very fast and funny. And probably sixty percent of it you is, just said is 50. improvised. I don't know what you uh, No, did I? Oh, yeah. It's a
8: little bit more than half
12: improvised. <laughs> when
8: I saw this, I was amazed at how you did it, and I'm not sure if you're still doing it this way, but you should be. You had the. Uh, different screens yeah so you could see the people doing the puppetry on the bottom so you're literally seeing the person with their hand in the puppet doing it and then you're looking at the stage watching how it's all happening yeah that is fascinating yeah
12: it's it's the show where we pull the curtain back yes and and let people see how we do it and that's a lot of we call it two shows in one it's like you can there's a can't because also our technique has to involve a camera that's just mm-hmm. our technique we right. it here for cameras and we watch the monitor to see <clears throat> what the camera is seeing that's just our technique so the way it works is we put a camera center stage and then there's two giant screens on either side of the stage, to show you what the camera is seeing, and that's mm-hmm. like looks like the puppets that you're used to. It looks like the Muppet Show, it looks like Sesame Street, and then. But what goes on on center stage are the six puppeteers and watching the craziness and how it's they do phenomenal. what they do. Phenomenal and yeah.
8: seeing them break, like when they're trying not to, you see the actors' face or the puppeteers <laughs> break as the puppets trying to retain composure. <laughs> it is
12: hysterical. It, it it is a lot of fun. I mean, one of the nice things is. Improv- it can be hard to watch. It can be hard to watch improvised comedy because you start feeling for the performers mm-hmm. if they dry up or mm-hmm. they start to get lost in the yeah. scene. But with puppets, it's really funny because the puppet's on your own arm, so it's like <laughs> you go. You're thinking my puppet doesn't know what to say now. No. <laughs> and and it's it's you really, blaming it on the puppet. Yeah, it's like really it. funny. It's like it's really really funny. It's like you, even in, even as you kind of crash and burn, it's actually even funnier. Oh, uh, we know it, all yeah. about that.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> um, Brian Henson is our guest here. The Kevin Meet show we're talking about uh, Puppet Up Uncensored with three performances happening this Saturday.
12: Is that right? This Saturday and Sunday, we have two shows on Saturday, one on Sunday, and uh-huh. I held a bunch of. Tickets because I was like I didn't want to come on air and say I'm so sorry we're sold out. Down, yeah. so we actually held a bunch of tickets that we just put up this morning. Fantastic! Oh, so, oh, so, so so there is actually now tickets for all three shows and there's and there's two tiers of tickets because here's the cool thing we we're in the Charlie Chaplin Studio lot that's mm-hmm. that's where our company is and it's close to the public. You can never yeah. you can never get in. It's a little bit like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory <laughs> and it was built in 1917. It's a really cool studio. So when we do that's these,
1: the old, where the old A uh, and M Records used to be. Yeah, right? that's uh, Brea, and right. And
12: we still yeah, and and it's yeah, that's now our lot. We still have mm-hmm. the recording studio too. It's now the Jim Henson recording studio. But um, it's an opportunity for the for the public to be able to come in and get a tour. So there's also there's an expensive VIP ticket and I also held some of them back too for people, where you can get a tour of the lot oh, wow. of wow. the studio before you go into the show. Oh that's puppet? huge. Huh? Does the puppet lead the tour? Actually, I think there is a okay. oh.
7: <laughs> But people don't know, like there's a history in sort of adult shows with Jim Henson, like a As far as like back in the day with SNL and a bunch of things that he had done. Like, this is sort of a tradition for the Muppets.
12: Yeah, I think that, and that's sort of a common. Uh, confusion that people have, because they think that my dad started in children's television, and yeah. that children's television was a thing, and it's kind I of... I heard j- that
1: Jim Henson hated kids, that's
12: <laughs> what I-, <laughs> I, I, I... No, he loved... Well, he loved kids, but when he did Sesame Street, he was a, basically an adult performer, and he did, he did, I mean, adult performer, he did commercials, and, and and his famous show that he did, Sam and Friends, when he and my mom were just kids, he was like mm-hmm. 20 years old, was actually uh, I think at 11 p.m., it it was 10 minutes and went between the news and it was like a com- comedy break. So Sesame Street was was a weird thing for him. It was like, really? Am I going to do something for kids? Is that going to work Street out? Sesame Street
6: was a weird thing for yeah. him. That's
12: so strange. No, and then when he went to make the Muppet show, he had to do he did two pilots of the Muppet show. And all three networks passed, both times, saying, No, puppet, Muppets are really for little kids. And he was so infuriated by that. <laughs> he was infuriated. And so that's when he went on Saturday Night Live. He yeah. was like, I'm going to prove to the world that the Muppets are not for kids. <laughs> I'm going to go on to the most controversial adult show on air. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he did the first season of Saturday Night Live. But, and then while he was doing that, that's when he got a call. Come to London. You can do the, your Muppet show in London. And then Brian,
1: you, is it true that you appeared on Sesame Street as a kid? I did.
12: <laughs> do, you, do you have memories of that? Oh yeah, I do. I, I How mean, for old? you, isn't just another
1: day at, at work though? I imagine, right? It, it wasn't as magic for you as it would have been at pulling a kid off the street because you were used to being around all these puppets, right?
12: Yeah, that's true. My dad was a real workaholic, so we would—I would, I would h- hang out in the workshop. I often on the weekends I would just be in the workshop but playing with eyeballs and and puppets. <laughs> Same, death. awesome. And, no, but, we lost uh, Kermit's but, eyes. But actually, Thanks, Brian. No, but but going on camera that that was uh kind of cool and and scary for me i was guess i was five and six years old and i did probably six or seven pieces wow it was a lot of fun i remember and my dad was all like he 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 was kind of very formal and always trying to educate us on, on being functioning adults and i remember when he sat me down for breakfast and said here brian this is your paycheck for the last three weeks of work that you did, mm-hmm. and it's fifty dollars. So we're going to go. <laughs> you were, were getting
6: gonna, ripped off. Uh, no, I was fifty like,
12: dollars. <laughs> so much money. And he took me in a car, went, took me to the bank, introduced me to the bank manager, and had me open a bank account with my fifty dollars. Oh. You oh. took all
6: the fifty dollars. You weren't able to blow any of it on cocaine. <laughs> no. No. no, he was fine no. What? Oh.
12: Come on.
1: How, how big must Big Bird have looked to you at five? Though. Oh, he looked big. Yeah, Yeah, giant.
12: He was big. Although my dad had before that, he had done these characters called the Boss Men on the Sonny and Cher show and stuff like that. And they were really tall. They were like Fourteen feet tall. Oh my oh. god! Yeah, he had these cool that they there were like these big rods that you had. You wore a harness, and it was a big rod that went out of your chest, and big arms. You had ar- rods in each hand that went to the hands, and they were these huge guys that were made of like feather boas. They were really cool, but they had working mouths and stuff. They were there's pretty- so
1: much about right? Right. Jim Henson's work that we don't know. I bet. <laughs>
12: I yeah, mean, there's, I mean, people don't even Labyrinth,
7: Dark Crystal. I mean, people don't even delve into sort of the fantasy stuff. It's it's a remarkable
12: body of work. Yeah, yes. although, you know, Dark Crystal, we're, we're doing this. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't you worry? We're we're always <laughs> talking about it. I
8: have not stopped right. for about two years that it was coming back. I, it yeah. is so
12: good. I can oh, take. Yeah. I can take no credit. This one, and my, it's a prequel. My sister right? did this one. Uh, Yes. Okay. It it takes place far, long before the movie.
1: Dude, your sister's not here. You can just take credit. (laughs) No, I'm not going (laughs) to. No, No. No. (laughs) I'm
12: not going to go see it. Well, Puppet (laughs) Up is your baby. Brian
1: Henson presents Puppet Up Uncensored. Three special performances at the Jim Henson Company's private studio on the historic Charlie Chaplin soundstage. As Brian announced, and this is great news, new tickets just put on sale for two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. You go to Puppet up.com tickets start at just 60 bucks and uh it sounds like a phenomenal like you said two shows in one getting to see the magic of puppeteers and then also the comedy of the puppets that's a hell of an evening right there Brian.
12: it's it's really fun and we've changed we take our main shooting stage and turn it into a theater for one weekend so
8: it's fun.
3: a lot of fun. that's
1: cool that great stuff fun. man you have a you have a, i know it's a lot of work but it's a fun job and you bring a lot of joy to the people so we really appreciate you and thanks as always for stopping by the kevin and Beach show
12: oh thank you so much
3: for having me it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Q.
1: Eric Stone Street. Eric yeah. Stone Street.
7: Hi.
6: Eric.
11: Hello. You're such a adorable young man. Oh, thank you for the young part. My hair's gray now. <laughs> Great to see you again. <laughs> thank you. Good to see How you, you guys. Been? Very, very good. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. New digs. New digs, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm excited. It was a mm-hmm. very nice drive in.
1: Good. We
6: anyway,
11: don't hear that I'll a lot. I'll talk no. to you guys later. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, does
1: a big star like Eric Stone Street still drive himself around, or do you have a person?
11: Well, I drove my, I drove myself. Well, te- okay. I'm in my own car today, but my assistant did drive today only because I had a bunch of text messages I wanted to do on the way, mm-hmm. and I'm pro being safe on the road. So, But, yes, yeah, I drove right. my own car here, and um, it depends, though, where I'm going. And I wouldn't say I'm a big star, but thank you. You're you absolutely have like a, a big star. You should have, like, a motorcade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like clear, be, you should have like a vehicles. like, a i in one of those. Like, oh, you've been in one. I've been in one of those, like, at a bowl game when I've gotten to ride with my college team to the stadium right. and see how they clear the roads for... Everything and I got to do it with the Chiefs when we came when I flew with the team into into Los Angeles to watch them play the Chargers and we had to go all the way to Long Beach to the hotel and flying into LAX and then having a police motorcade escort all the way down to Long Beach amazing
1: that's
6: pretty oh strong my gosh. Cool. <laughs>
11: that's pretty strong
1: yeah <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your relationship with the team because mm-hmm. I do feel like it's very close to Drake's relationship with the with
11: the <laughs> <ratfish> <laughs> at this point I mean yeah. like you are in you are bunking with them at this point right well no I am not and I and I really try to take my access that I sometimes get very seriously and I don't ever it, I, I'm a big person. It's like I've never gone to the Grammys, I've never asked to go to the Grammys. I don't really go to music award shows because that's I don't feel like that's my my area. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. And with sports because I'm a passionate fan, I break my own rule a little bit and will mm-hmm. participate in things. But never in a million years would I want to be the focus of something at an event. Okay, like, so you're not Drake. Okay. Uh, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah. You were in the room for draft day this year? I was. I got to go in, not for draft day. No, leading up to draft day. I got okay. to go into the Chiefs room and uh, Chiefs draft room and watch tape on players. and. Whoa. That kind of stuff. Did you give your input? Yeah, I was
7: gonna say, did you give advice?
11: Well, I did, because I, I watched the Senior Bowl and I took it very. I took. I knew I was Brett Veach, the general manager, was going to invite me in, and so I did watch the Senior Bowl. There was a kid from Kansas State that the Broncos ended up drafting that I was, you know, really high on. And did you yell, "You blew it"? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Okay, all right. but uh, but again, I'm you know, if I'm on a movie set or a TV set, I'm a different person than I am when I'm in like. Somebody else's domain. I'm, I'm sure. T- I try to be very. You should have showed up with
1: face paint, though.
11: That was <laughs>
8: yeah. that was too much. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, that <it> was weird.
1: <laughs> do you uh, do you travel to see Chiefs
11: games during the season? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. That's hardcore. Yeah. Uh,
8: You've hit the drum.
11: I beat the drum. Yeah. You know. Listen. Is that code? Yeah. yeah.
8: Okay. <laughs> yes, it is.
11: Right. It is. <laughs> Allie knows uh-huh. that I've beat the drum. <laughs> um, yeah, I tra- I travel and. Uh, Look, I've just been a fan forever, and it's like one of those things when I, you know, had a little opportunity to treat myself. That's one of the things so that I want to yes, I'm as in, as I'm in, and yeah. I want to do that. You gonna go
1: see him in Mexico City next year? No,
11: I draw. I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> found that loud, okay. yeah,
0: yeah.
11: You draw I'm the good. line at the border? I'm good. Well, <laughs> I think you're. I think you're right. I think yeah. that's the right move there. Yeah. It's it's not a big trip. It's not like a that's not a destination. I would consider going to watch them in London if I if they were going back to London. Mm, sure. Yeah. And they had a a couple of really good seasons, right? Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs. I mean, you're kind of on the Yeah, huh, yeah the we Gears. were about 4 inches away from going to the Super Bowl. We yeah, had one you're guy kind lined of on up the cusp, yeah. What yeah. happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. I thought this was going in that direction at one point. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, Allie. Uh, There's a Patriots fan in every room to ruin everything. You There know really that. is. You know, listen, I we're jealous. That's all it. Any, we're but just I'm
8: always very kind, and I don't mean to say always because it happens a lot that you guys lose to the Patriots. But I always <laughs> do. I always do reach out to you and say, a yeah, oh, hell do. of a season."
11: Yeah, you do. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's condescending, isn't it? It is yeah, yeah, a little bit, bit. A little bit. Yeah. But yeah. you know, Smugness. all good things will come to an I end. I agree. We we learn. I that. agree. And I think Patrick Mahomes, who we. We just announced today my, the charity that I do in Kansas City. He's going to come and be a fantastic. participant, which oh, is that's exciting. Huge. Oh. Uh, that's the
1: biggest star there is in Kansas City. Oh, yes. it, yes. That's fantastic. What's yeah, uh, let's hit. Let's hit that right yeah, now.
11: BigSlickKC.org is a charity that Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Rob Riggle, Dave Kechner, and I all do. We're all from Kansas City, which always blows people's minds. That that's a lot of mm-hmm. famous people from yeah, Kansas yeah. City. We're all around the same age. I'm the youngest. <laughs> Got to squeeze that in. No, I think Jason is the youngest, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, we do a charity there to to benefit Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Uh, we've raised uh, over seven million dollars, and we think we're going to raise we're going to hit ten million bucks this year. Wow! We've moved to the Sprint Center. Um, yeah, this, this thing year, has it's, grown it's, it's, leaps yeah. and bounds. It's really exciting. We invite all of our, lots of our famous friends into Kansas City that can come and be a be a part of it. And you've uh, had
1: St. Louis's John Hamm on the thing a couple yeah, times. John right?
11: Hamm's been in. Um, Will farrell has been in. Lot, lots of people. Uh, so,
1: what do you all do on stage at the event?
11: <coughs> well. We really rely on the people we invite in. This year, we have a very, 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 very funny comedian, Nate Bergazzi. If you haven't oh, watched we Berg- we oh, Nate, we know Nate. We just had
1: him, him on a couple of weeks ago. He yep. is so
11: hilarious. <laughs> and great. I saw his Netflix special, amazing, and, and saw him in Kansas so City, and sent him a direct message and said, "You're a sports guy. You're 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 into this world. You're coming to Big Slick," and he immediately said yes. So he's going to come. Well, it and wasn't do a question. It, it sounded more <laughs> like a demand. <laughs> I told him he was coming. Uh, he's coming. We have uh, like. Richard Christie is also from the Kansas City area. Uh, you know Howard, one of Howard Stern's sidekicks, mm-hmm. so he's coming uh-huh. this year. Um,
8: Andrea Savage,
11: Andrea Savage. What? Oh, Her. fun! Yeah, she's awesome. Um, what about our listeners who want to help with the charity, the the Children's
1: Mercy, but aren't obviously going to be in Kansas City? Yeah,
11: easiest thing you can go to go go do is go to bigslickkc.org and buy one of our t shirts, and all that money goes to Children's Mercy. And like I said, we're hoping to make ten million bucks. Go hit the ten million dollar mark this year. Fantastic. That's All right, very that's nice. Big Thank you for letting Slick. me do that. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a wonderful charity. Uh
1: bigslickkc.org if you want to check it out, uh buy a t-shirt, maybe plan a trip to Kansas. Yeah, it might come be worth it. Us. Uh it's really technically not Kansas. It's Missouri, but it you is know what Missouri. I mean. All right. Our guest is Eric Stonestreet. We have much to talk about including the final season of Modern Family and this Friday Eric's voice can be heard on screen with The Secret Life of Pets 2, which looks super fun and we can't wait to hear about how you've been torturing Kevin Hart for the <laughs> past few weeks. More with Eric right after this
3: on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock.
1: Eric Stone Street in studio with us. You may know him as Duke from The Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets 2 hits theaters this Friday. You and your friend uh, Kevin Hart, who is of course Snowball in the new movie, um, have been touring the world doing press for this. And I never thought I would say this. But you've gotten Kevin Hart beat, man. You've oh. got him what? <laughs> he usually is the loudest and biggest person in any room, just with his personality. And he just looks he just looks like a beaten dog now after hanging out with you for a few
2: weeks.
11: Well, I... I uh, you've worn him down, Eric. I started that three years ago with the press for The Secret Life of Pets, just in a couple little Instagram videos. I didn't know him. And, i you know, I mean, we only still see each other when we're doing this press. But I just decided, like, okay, what's a what's a way i can go after kevin in a way that that you know is fun and funny and uh, that's what i that's what i've come up with but it's, you had to guess like this is a guy that will run, will blow oh, well, with yeah, this yeah he's he's a yes he's he's the, it, what he does in them is generous because he, what i'm doing is alpha him In a right. very under way And he's right. usually Like you said The loudest Biggest Most important guy And I'm doing mm-hmm. it In a really kind way Which he can't really <laughs> Get mad at But then he still has To give me instruction On stuff Which is You keep him funny. off balance That's for sure yeah. Have
8: you been approached To do a buddy cop comedy With him? No And how how do we make it happen?
11: Well I, I don't know I mean he's a busy guy I don't know what he's got going on And then you know I got that other job That I'm doing for one more year But I think afterwards Yeah well you know Maybe maybe somebody will write something. Who knows? Lethal, yeah.
7: Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they it. start their okay. own. Oh, yeah. oh all right. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Just suggesting. When I see Eric Schuster, I think Mel Gibson.
11: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <The, laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Secret
7: Life <laughs> of Pets. Thank
11: you. Secret Life of Pets was a huge smash, right? Yeah, the it first was now. big. It was the biggest big. original opening of any movie ever. Like, uh, original title, meaning not a sequel, original characters. Really? Wow. Yeah, huge. huge. You that's had that in your back pocket, man. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah,
1: well, I keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about the decision to prop Harrison Ford up to do a voice in this film. Because oh, man. Oh, my, oh, my God. God. How, much, how dare you? How much you? editing was involved between the one word at a time you could get out of Mr. Ford?
11: Uh, he was very excited to do this movie. He hasn't asked. been excited to do anything oh. in 50 years, Eric. Uh, he, you know, I did find out he's my dad's age, which is pretty impressive. That, wow. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, well, according to uh, Wikipedia or whatever, it's he's 75 or 76, which is incredible. Did you ever yell, speak up? No. <laughs> I met him for the first time yesterday. Oh, literally. you did? Oh, okay. you're, you're meeting me right, or seeing me right after I touched Harrison wow. Ford. So.
1: Okay, now that's interesting, because I was clowning, but the truth is, if I were to meet Harrison Ford, I would be, oh my God, it's Han Solo, oh my God, it's yeah, Harrison Ford. of course, right. of yeah, course. Yeah, I mean, that's...
11: I, 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 I was excited to meet him. Don't get to record with anybody in the booth, so when they told me he was going to be in the movie, I knew that was a big deal because he'd never done an animated movie before, and then all of a sudden he's there doing it and something I'm in, and... Now I'm one degree of Kevin Bacon K- Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you see okay. the earring? Did you look at the earring in person? No. I didn't even notice that. I was I was looking at his beard and hair, knowing like, okay, if I let it all go, that's what I'm going to
1: look
11: like thinking the whole time.
1: Um, speaking of old guys, yesterday was Charlie Watts' birthday, Eric. Oh, drummer. He is the drummer for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, best
11: timekeeper I think most drummers consider Charlie A lot Charlie of people Watts. say that, yes.
1: Yeah. He is 78,
11: you guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. The freaking drummer for the Rolling Stones. I I I, you do wonder like I mean, his time's got to slow down at some point, right? Yes. I gotta life's so. got to slow down at some point. I've never seen the Stones in, in person. Are they you bringing haven't. the tempo of their songs it's down? Still. No. No, not no. at all. Incredible. Okay, yeah, that's incredible. It's crazy.
1: just as good. Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable how old those guys are. All right, so Secret Life of Pets 2, yep. that's this Friday. That's now, this you, Friday, June. You mentioned out. Modern Family. Final season. Yeah. Time to go, or you're going to be hanging on to somebody's leg, begging them to change their mind and come back?
11: I think time to go. I, yeah. I, I think we're good. I think we're all happy. I think, you know, in this world where everybody just likes, you know, the new shiny things, we've, you know, I think we've maintained a very high level of writing, and I know I don't try any less hard to be funny when and act in scenes. I think we've done our best to to give the audience a great show and I you know I love when people say oh they must have new writers cuz modern family sucks now it's like eh, actually we have all the basically all the same writers <laughs> and all the same cast but you know we're doing three stories a week there at modern family and we were talking the secret life of pets which too which is that kind of a movie where there's three storylines going on and they all kind of come together i'm like yeah welcome to the the life of modern family writers yep. every week for 22 weeks a year they're creating mm-hmm. three stories Unreal. by the way we've said many times on
6: this show that's that is a show that gets taken for granted because because it's always been great but it's not new so people
11: are like going yeah. on to something else but
6: stayed great
11: I think it stayed great, I, it stayed great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree I know a lot of people don't think that but we're we're Thankful that we've done, we will have done eleven years. But I think everybody will be ready to just. That's kinda, like, a,
7: that's a historic run. I mean, eleven I it 11 years, like, oh, people near the end. I mean, it's eleven years of a show. If someone loved a show equally through eleven years, it's impossible. It's never yeah. happened. But the the historic run of that is bonkers. Yeah,
11: well, that's 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 very nice. I remember when the show started that that Chris Lloyd, one of our co-creators, who's used to genius guy. He said you'll know just know that like in a show there's a third of the episodes that you're proud of, a third of the episodes that you're like okay and then there's a third of the episodes you wish you could do again and that's with every TV show in the history Mm -hmm. of TV That's just how it works. That's just how it works. So that's the expectation from the inside. The expectation from the outside is make me feel as good as I felt the first time I saw the pilot of Modern Family. That's what the viewer's thinking and you know we'll never live up to that expectation. Well plus Manny is like 30 five now and at some point <laughs> no, you guys, he you guys, he's got
1: to move out of okay. the house
11: <laughs> that, that's that's so funny because it's like one of the things that drives me crazy people will comment on Twitter and Instagram and be like I can't watch the show anymore the kids are older now like what do you think <laughs> happens like I'm, I'm sorry but what, so science is something that you're not yeah. like a part of they're like and, yeah but the Simpsons uh, do it yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah I really think that's the reference of like that's a reason to not watch the show because, because the kids have gotten older
8: That's insane. That is insane. There
7: there was a moment where Manny being like, what's up, lady? Like, became creepier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When he was, like, 11, it was cool. But now he's, like, smoking with, like, a beard (laughs) and, like, a wedding (laughs) ring It is true.
11: It is true. Have you
1: given any thought, and I'm not uh, certainly trying to ramp up the pressure here, but, you know, we've seen some season finales lately, Mm -hmm. like uh, Big Bang Theory, for instance, you know. People are going to be looking. There's no central mystery to your show like there is to some others, but people are going to be looking for that that finale episode. Has there been talk about how it's going to end?
11: Who's going to stay on the Iron Throne? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I've heard a little bit, but you know, I, I think that I think the notion is going to be that you know, the the show will end in a way that gives the audience the opportunity to imagine the the, the family continuing in a, in, oh, a, in a way. You know, you'll know that we'll keep going yeah. that's how
6: that's yeah, what i think. that's very interesting that it seems like it'd be a very difficult thing to pull off
11: what do you mean like just to write it and to yeah it well, just seems like a really tough uh, but I, I i the the only thing that i've been told is this that there's there's an idea that you will imagine potentially mitch and cam or someone else living a new life all right Somewhere else in witness relocation. Got yeah. it. Okay. I will
2: <laughs> murder. Yeah, there,
7: there goes my bet. I bet on house fire. <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Oh Lost a bunch of money.
1: <laughs> the uh, secret life of pets is Friday. Of course, uh, Modern Family will return uh, for its eleventh and final season this fall. Wednesdays at nine. Before you go, yeah. sixty seconds with Eric okay, Stone Street Alley is going to be firing questions at you. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Love Here's it. Eric Stone Street.
8: Did you have a nickname growing up? Stony. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? No. Okay. You could join the cast of any TV show, past or present. Which would you choose?
11: Mm. NYPD Blue or Barry?
8: Oh, mm. Barry, Barry, yes. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Yeah. Will the Chiefs ever beat the Patriots when it matters? <laughs> ah! Yes, this year
11: in Foxborough.
8: Okay. What was your first job?
11: Uh, as an actor? in life oh uh, 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 wiping tables at Taco Kid in Kansas City, Kansas for my aunt
8: I mean, real, real specific uh, <laughs> you can only bring one album to a deserted island which one?
11: Ray Charles Modern Sounds and Country Music wow Country Western Music all right volume well, right. one though right? okay take it easy
8: <laughs> <laughs> Twizzlers or, or Astral Weeks. okay Twizzlers or Red Vines oh
11: Red Vines my god yeah.
8: right you can only eat one food for the rest of your life what is it? cheeseburgers Great. All right. Great. Got cheeseburgers in just yes. under the wire. Yes.
1: He did it. He did I, it. I want to live Eric Stone Street's life. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Thank,
8: Thank, you. You. Thank you. The Kevin
3: and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock.
1: That Eric Stone Street is delightful, isn't he? he? a good dude. He he is. Is. Such a nice man. He is. I yeah. enjoy his visits. That was super fun. Hey, um, earlier this morning, uh, just real quick before we get into the final What's Happening on the Kevin and Bean Show, we got Fred Durst on the phone and uh, he flipped the switch. Mm -hmm. And now Limp Biscuit is playing the K-Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party, ladies and gentlemen. It is official... It is confirmed. They have been added to the lineup. If you want to hear it, first of all, you should buy your tickets if you yeah. haven't yet at FrontGateTickets.com because it's going to be amazing now that you got your 311, your Silver Sun pickups, your Snoop Dogg, your Lumineers, Revivalist, Ex-Ambassadors, so much more. You don't want to miss that show this Saturday. But I also bring it up because if you want to hear that conversation, if you want to hear us twisting Fred's arm and refusing <laughs> to let him off the phone until he says yes, you definitely want to check out the Kevin Bean podcast. I think he said yes so he'd stop calling. I yeah. think that might be true. So that's on the podcast. You can get it at Radio.com or wherever you get yours. Allie is here. Time for What's Happening Here on a Monday.
8: Listen, I see McLovin trending in the United States, and I get nervous. What has happened? Right. Don't worry. It's just the <laughs> the actual ID that they used in Superbad. Superbad. It says that his birthday is June 3rd on it. So he is trending <laughs> because of that. Oh, he's a 38-year-old Hawaiian organ donor, you know.
1: That's a attention to detail for people who remember his birthday. That's what
8: I'm saying. Oh, my God. How great was that movie? It's a right? great movie. It was
1: a
6: great movie,
8: oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, Seth Rogen said, happy 38th birthday, McLovin, and shows a picture of the ID. So good stuff in case. June. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much for that. So Game of Thrones fans have Kit Harington's back. Fans of the show created a just giving account for his UK charity called the Royal Mencap Society. It's a charity that's dedicated to working with people with learning disabilities. And they decided, you know what? He's given us so much. He's going through maybe a hard time right now. So let's do something for him. So they have raised more than $45,000 in a day
5: which is wow. lovely. That
8: is. So a bunch of them said all different things, but this one said, Kit Harington has given so much to the fans of Game of Thrones over the past decade, playing the king in the north, Jon Snow of the north. This says king in the north. It just sounds weird. Anyway, he absolutely <laughs> nailed his performance, and we loved every second of screen time we had with him, which is just lovely. So congratulations agreed. to your charity because it's now about $45,000 richer, which is
7: nice. Yeah, that's a better example of fandom than like starting a petition to film something again.
8: <laughs> yes, agreed, Ugh. agreed. Using using the powers for good, for sure. You guys, I'm really, I'm really nervous and I'm sure we're gonna have answers very soon with this whole iTunes thing. Yeah. But apparently it's it's going bye-bye, and they're announcing it today at the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Jose, California. Apple is set to replace iTunes with separate standalone music, television, and podcast apps.
5: When you get these albums on iTunes, do you get the full like CD with the pictures and the sleeves and all that? What the cardboard mm-hmm. or whatever it is? What come kind of like
1: that? Yeah, you get the cardboard with the iTunes download. I don't that's think what, that's true. That's though. what happens, Rodney.
8: I mean, you do get the the artwork if you wanted that on iTunes, but not so much the the cardboard. Great album, great mm-hmm. album. I didn't know who I was until I heard this album. Excellent. So we, we both saw Rocket Man. And yes. by both, Kevin and I loved it, thought it was wonderful. But Elton John and the Rocket Man filmmakers not really pleased with the Russian distributor for cutting scenes with gay sex and men kissing from the biopic. Here's the quote. We reject in the strongest possible terms the decision to pander to local laws and censor Rocketman for the Russian market, a move we were unaware of until today. The biopic starring Taron Edgerton has been cut by an estimated five minutes due to Russia's laws banning, quote, homosexual propaganda. Propaganda. Hmm. Mm, interesting.
1: Did you hear what the, uh, what the president had to say about Elton John?
8: No.
10: I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records and we beat and I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ.
1: No organ. Huh? Organ? What? Elton has an organ. Elton has an organ. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> okay. It's more of a piano, but
8: it's okay. more of a piano. Mm-hmm. Um what do you mean he's broken more Elton John records? A- what it does that even mean? I
1: think he means attendance yeah. records, yeah.
8: Okay. All right. But it right.
1: has an organ, so it's not really a fair well, comparison. That's true. It really
8: isn't. really isn't, you guys. This Andy is, plays
1: piano.
4: Okay. <laughs> uh,
8: this is the dumbest survey and a study that I have ever done on this show. Wow. There's really something about summer that makes people want to hang out together. A survey of 2,000 people found that 35% of them said they are likely to avoid socializing in the winter months but more so hang out with other people in the summer people get paid to do this these people paid for a study that revealed that people people socialize so better stupid. in the summer than they do when it's a blizzard outside what is happening
6: i with the don't world? know what's wrong with them you guys could have saved all that money just ask me
8: Kevin, do you like to socialize more in the summer or winter? Usually winter. Okay. Oh, 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 wow. Send (laughs) it out. That is science. That is very, very different. And if you were wondering to yourself, hey, why am I not seeing Tiffany Thiessen in the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210? Well, she told Entertainment Tonight that she couldn't revisit her Valerie Malone character because of scheduling conflict with her Netflix series. I'm actually shooting season three of Alexa and Katie right now. So I'm working at the moment and busy. I'm literally in the middle of my season and I go until September. So she is on a show on Netflix called Alexa and Katie and they are shooting their third season.
6: Robert. And third, I, you said third season. Third what season, did you mean?
8: Third. She's shooting her third too season.
6: Too much TV. Wow.
8: But I love Tiffany Thiessen. I feel like I, I should know that this exists. What's wrong with me? Don't answer that. Don't, Kevin, you were about to. How much time do we have? Saw your mouth starting to move, and I just decided to nip that in the bud. And, of course, if you're just waking up, didn't figure it out over the weekend, Robert Pattinson has signed a three-movie deal to star as the new Batman, you guys. The Batman is set to arrive in theaters on June 25th, 2021, with pre-production expected to start this summer.
10: I feel like I'm Batman.
8: <laughs> oh, I would have appreciated that guy. cast. I yeah. wish. Yes. I gotta look to him. Imagine
6: more. if beer mug was Batman. That would be the
8: best. Imagine. I'd love it. Right? That would be magic. All right, you guys, some birthdays Imogen Poots, Rafael Nadal, and Anderson Cooper, who might have the greatest laugh in all of television. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I love that he did this on TV (laughs) and
2: couldn't stop.
8: stop. (laughs) (laughs) Literal tears streaming down his face. Oh, it is a joy.
6: (laughs) And you've been there when you when you know you have to stop. It doesn't help.
8: Absolutely. It just makes you hear the crew
6: crack it up too.
8: Dying. Amazing. And that's what's happening.
6: Saturday 5 p.m. Commercial free hour is happening thanks to the random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, on all-new Kevin and Bean show. We've got Cheers with Mugs. Kevin, what about Kevin? You're not going to believe what's going to replace scooters.
1: Uh, but I'm starts, here for it. But I'm... I'm here for it.
6: You will never use one. Ever. I can't wait. Ever. It's the best I, idea ever. I want to see that happen. I want uh, Bean on a pogo stick. No. <laughs> Need that to happen. Yeah. And we've got your tickets for the K-Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party now with Limp
3: Biscuit. We'll yes, see you, see you tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
10: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.